Welcome to episode 53 of The Journey is the Reward. The opening and closing music is performed by the Madalizio Youth Choir. I'm Brian Coleman, and I've been a frequent flyer for a large portion of my life. As a result of traveling around the world, I've flown over 5 million miles. Over 3 million of those miles have been on United Airlines as a member of their Mileage Plus program. This is our premier 1K status for life. Will I get to be a Global Services member after flying 4 million miles? Probably not. However, with my co-host Micah, we will talk about my continuing adventures, the passenger experience, conversations with subject matter experts, and who knows what all else. The goal is to document the journey as it is the reward. So let's get started. Hey, Micah, welcome to another episode of The Journey is the Reward. Thanks, Brian. It's great to be here, but I need to warn our listeners that I just came as we're recording the show from the eye doctor and my eyes were dilated. So I really can't see you. So if you have your hands up, you're really going to have to wave in order to get my attention because I just, I, you're all a big blur right now. So you had an incredible weekend. I did. I was able to attend the Cranky Dork Fest. Well, you know, that just fits because, well, we all know who Cranky is and we'll get to him later. But a Dork Fest, were there a bunch of dorks? There were probably 400 dorks at this event, and something unlike other years where there was just the plane spotting event on Saturday, this was a weekend-long adventure with activities starting Friday and going through Sunday night. So there was something to do all the time, all weekend long. It was really amazing to see how this event has grown. That really is fabulous. And we'll get to that a little later, but first, we have listener feedback. We do. Listener Andy wrote in and he said, if you're going to go to Michigan, the Henry Ford Museum is absolutely not to be missed. There's a huge indoor museum, a giant outdoor village surrounded by a steam train, and you can tour the plant where they make the F-150, which is an absolute incredible experience. The robots and automation are insane. If you want to see it thoroughly, I would plan at least a day and a half, but you can reasonably do the job in a full day. So I don't know, Micah, I guess that's someplace else we need to add to the list when we go to Michigan. The top reason for going to Michigan is to visit our friends at the Yankee Air Museum. Both Megan and Julie were so kind to join us on the show, gave us great interviews, and just seemed like wonderful people. And we definitely want to see them. And we already have on the list that while we're there, we want to cross the border, drive over the river, and head to the Canada Aviation and Space Museum in Ottawa. So if we have this third museum, you know, we were thinking it was going to be a weekend, but we may need to stay there maybe five days now. I don't know. It seems like a week-long project, though. Sheesh. The other thing that I want to mention about the Yankee Air Museum, in addition to Julie and Megan, I also know Sarah, who runs the gift shop. Just need to put a big shout out to any museum. That's how they get a lot of their funding is through people buying stuff. So please support your aviation museum gift shop. And you know how else you can support Aviation Museum gift shops, I just have to mention this, is that our good friend and our map maker, Eric, a lot of his products are sold at different gift shops all over in different museums that fit with lighthouses, with trains, with all the stuff that he does. So it works for the individual publisher as well. Always nice to be able to shop at a museum store. Yep. It's important to support these guys. Absolutely. Now, you had a little experience with your neighbor the other day, didn't you? <laughs> 
Yeah, this is a, uh, I guess, going in the tips and tricks category. My neighbor went on a nice international trip. They went to Croatia and Portugal, and they were gone for a few weeks. And while they were traveling around, they managed to pick up some souvenirs and they ended up getting so much stuff they had to check their luggage. Unfortunately, on the flight back, someone else decided that they liked their luggage and their gifts a little bit more than my neighbors did. It's gone missing. There are two things that I really want to point out is it would have been really helpful, I think, if they had an Apple AirTag or a tile in their suitcase, and that way they would know exactly where their luggage is. And the other thing is they made a terrible mistake in that all of the receipts for the gifts, they actually threw them away. So they don't have any proof of all the stuff that they bought that was in the suitcase. So filing a claim for lost luggage, they now don't have any proof that they bought anything. Well, I got to say, it's silly to throw out those receipts from all sorts of different reasons. One is filing a claim. The other is for any duties and taxes you may have to pay, bringing things back into the USA from overseas. And the third is when you're buying something overseas, you want to go over your credit card statement when it comes in and look at your receipt and make sure the amount on the receipt is the amount that you were charged. It's just really an important thing to do. Hang on to your receipts while you're traveling, folks. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Two things, though. One, they said most of the items that they bought were paid for in cash. So therefore, there is no credit card receipt to go through. Most of the items would absolutely fall within the limits of what you're able to bring back to the U.S. So you really don't have to prove that they were valuable. The thing is, they're more than the, what is it now, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars that they give as a credit for lost luggage. Yep, very true. And the other thing I would say is that, look, if you can afford to travel overseas and if you're paying for your check bag, just consider your Apple AirTag or your Tile an investment. It's a travel investment. Buy it. Don't travel without it. They've come in so handy in so many stories. And these aren't just individual stories from friends. These are stories that are published in the newspaper. It's not a one-time thing. The airlines have trouble finding your bag sometimes. And when they do, it's certainly helpful when you can tell them exactly where it is. Absolutely agree with that. The other thing that I was thinking about is it's a good reminder to pay for your trip with a credit card that has good travel insurance. And if you don't have a credit card that has good travel insurance, you can always get a travel policy. And if you travel a lot, you could get an annual travel policy or you could get a travel policy that covers just that one trip. But now this way, they just sort of seem to be stuck. And that's unfortunate. And it's easy to find a travel policy. I usually go to insuremytrip.com, which is a policy aggregator, and you can find various and sundry different policies there. There's also Allianz, which I think is a company that you use and I've yep. used as well, and they're great. I've used both. Highly recommend either one. Absolutely. Now, you kind of have a shout out, don't you? Well, yeah, there's uh, some news up here in Portland, Maine. My favorite local airline, although they're not local, but they just started service here, Breeze, which pretty much has close to an all A220 or Bombardier C-Series fleet, has just announced that they will be starting service from up here in Portland, Maine to Fort Myers, Florida. That's going to be starting in November. So if you're up here in Portland and you visit Sanibel Island, which a lot of people do, you'll be able to fly directly into Fort Myers and get out down there, not just into Tampa anymore. So that's great news for, for the people that are traveling to and from Portland. Yeah, they're really doing a good job of covering the north-south routes on the East Coast. David Nealon, you got to give him credit. Yeah, he's doing a good job. So did we hear from Listener Lou? We did. Listener Lou sent another recording, so let's give a listen. 
Hi, Micah and Brian. Now that Brian's mother, Dolores, has completed her 200th cruise on the Queen Mary, when will she be making another appearance as a guest on the podcast? Listener Lou wants to know. I'm pretty sure we're going to need to do another interview with Mama Coleman and find out all about that trip. And also, you know what I want to ask her? I know that you happen to be meeting her overseas in Germany, and you're going to be flying out to catch her there. And I want to know what it's like visiting with you after she just had this wonderful, luxurious trip and then having to spend time with her son. (laughs) Oh, thanks for that one. I'm actually bringing the recorder. So when she's hanging out in Hamburg, I will hopefully be able to record with her if I could talk her into recording. So we may have an interview with Mama Coleman, maybe the next show, the show after that, sometime in the next two episodes. Yeah, hope to get it soon. That'd be great. So let's talk a little bit more about Dorkfest. You had a good time? I did. It was incredible. I wish I was able to spend more time there. It was so much fun. So many people showed up. Yeah, it was just, it was a great weekend. Well, I know a couple of people you spent time with were people from New York City Aviation, good friend of the airplane geeks, Ben Granucci, and his wonderful partner, Heather. Why don't we listen to what they had to say? And I'm here with Ben Granucci and Heather Abbott of NYC Aviation. Hi, Brian. Hello. Hi, Brian. As we have, what do I have flying overhead? Looks like a United CRJ, what, 700? Yeah, I think a lot of these interviews are going to have some noise. That's why we're all here, so. Yep, exactly. So, Ben, another show? Another year, our 10th year. Incredible. Uh, We started 2013, so here we are, 2023. Uh, We're so glad to be here again. So glad for the turnout we've had. We had our first ever ticketed party last night up on the rooftop of the H. About 175 people there. Really? Wow, that was incredible. It was blew us away yeah uh it was a lot of fun people had a great time we've had nothing but good feedback we're already looking forward to doing it again next year so the event last night was it really just plane spotting up on the roof deck or did you have any other games prizes we had a pretty big giveaway all the money we took in that we didn't spend on renting the space and our other expenses we put into models uh and then we part yeah, we partnered with Airline Videos right. uh, to create and promote the event. And one of their one of their patrons stepped in and donated about 15 models, 15 oh, wow. really nice quality models. So we, we had a really good giveaway up there. Do you know, are they the Gemini models? They were, all, they were all Gemini except for we had 200th scale, a JetBlue and a Qantas 747. Wow, super cool. And now, tonight, you're going to have a dinner. We are. Yeah, so we're having our annual dinner tonight at the Proud Bird at 6.30 p.m. So if you're in the area, please join us. Uh, We'll have some more giveaways there, which I won't spoil what they are, but they're really great prizes. And uh, just come, grab some food of whatever you want. They have a lot of great options. And then join us. We'll have the whole patio reserved. So just come out and watch the planes fly overhead while we're all hanging out. Yeah, and I could actually give away one of the spoilers for the yes. the event because I'm giving it away. So people could get a Lego mosaic of their art. So have some plane spotters photographing the plane, want to immortalize it in Lego art, we can do that. So that's a $400 value. It's not that's a bad wonderful. deal. And not a bad deal at all. Uh, I was playing around a few weeks ago with the 
online some of the some of the photos I was putting in I was like wow that looks great I might have to get one of these for myself <laughs> yep and we're working on a discount code um, for you to oh that would be as well. that would so be great that would be fantastic yeah, we'd be happy to do that and now we have an ambulance driving by always fun but I hear a plane oh, oh. KLM, KLM. Like a yeah. It was. Yeah. Yep. So, and then you're doing some other stuff this weekend. What's going on this weekend? Uh, then tomorrow morning we have we've been doing donuts on the deck for the last few years. This year we're moving over to Imperial Hill. Okay. Uh, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. And uh, it's sponsored by our friends over at JetTip.net. So okay. they they sponsor the donuts and the coffee. Uh, so be sure to, if you join us, to thank them and visit their site. They've got it open all weekend for LAX. So if you're here, check out their site. Um, if you can find Nick, who is the owner of Jet Tip, who's walking around somewhere here in a plaid shirt. Uh, if you find him, he also has a card that you can take, a free card that lists every interesting airplane that's coming through here this weekend. Yeah, so you could sort of have your have your own game and play along. Exactly. Yes. It's it he does these every year and it takes him a lot of work, but it's so fun to go through and saw that, I saw that, I saw that, I saw that. Yeah, it's almost like playing airplane bingo. Exactly. <laughs> it yes, it is. All right, well guys, thank you so much for, you for having spending us, a little bit of time and yeah. yeah thank you I, for having us. Lots of luck with the dinner tonight and plane spotting event tomorrow. So this is really a weekend long activity. It is a weekend long activity. We look forward to it every year. We'll start planning for next year in about two weeks. There you go. Great. Thank you, Brian. We will see you later. And as a side note, I was able to pull together a discount code. So you could go to brickmosaicdesigner.com, enter the code DORKFEST20, and you will receive a 20% discount on any order you place. Again, go to brickmosaicdesigner.com and enter DORKFEST20 for a 20% discount. So something that I didn't realize is that Ben has been involved with this for 10 years now. Yeah, having the party Friday night, having, what, 170-some people show up, that was pretty amazing. Doing the dinner at the Proud Bird and the giveaways that they had, that was just really, really impressive. Yeah, and, you know, Ben didn't really talk a whole lot about New York City aviation in general, but it started off as a plane spotters group where they would publish all the best places, at least in the USA, maybe internationally, on where you can go and just look at airplanes taking off and landing at the local airport. Spot LAX and the Dorkfest is just exactly what he was talking about. So he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And it was really nice to see Heather again as well. She's such a nice person. It truly is. Now, the other person you talked to and that Ben mentioned in the interview was Nick Benson of JetTip. And JetTip, well, it's another spectacular app that you can get for your phone. And, well, let's see what Nick has to say. Hey, and here we are with Nick from JetTip. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Another fantastic, cranky, dork fest, NYC aviation, live ATC. I don't Spot know LAX, <laughs> everything. It's awesome. It's the most wonderful day of the year. I'm so happy to be out here and seeing everyone, and it's uh, great. It's uh, it's the one day a year that I know that most of my friends from the internet will all be in one place, and we get to see each other in real life. So it's super fun and cool, and I love everything about it. The weather's great, and 
the people are awesome, and there's fun airplanes flying over. So. And they did, LAX didn't close the runway on They us. didn't close the runway. I don't know what the story is on that, but everyone was terrified, and now we have something big flying over, it looks like. Oh, look, Austrian 777. Yeah, someone said before that Brett was out there with a paint scraper, scraping the, the rubber off the runway so, I, so they they extended its uh its closure i don't know if he was out there stuffing money in pockets of officials <laughs> or what was going on but obviously i don't actually think that he did that but it was good whatever happened it was awesome we still have the airplanes flying right over us everyone's taking a break whenever something big flies over so it's good so life's yeah. good and then this year you did something kind of novel with your i'm referring to the plane spotting bingo card but it's not a bingo card it's really a check yeah it's a check it's a checklist and i've actually i didn't realize i've been doing this for like i think since 2019 maybe so uh anyway yeah it's a half of it's a regular sheet of paper cut in half on printed on both sides and it's a list of every every airline and every type of aircraft they fly here at LAX and it uh, it has a note for which ones are new this year, which ones were here last year but are gone this year and uh, yeah it's kind of a fun way to keep track of you know as I'm getting older now I'm able to appreciate that things change as time progresses which I see you laughing obviously many of your listeners know that that's not news to anyone but it's one of those things as you grow older you realize and so it's kind of fun to keep track of all of that too so well with me it's yeah it's simply keeping track of what i saw throughout the day yeah well that's helpful really cool. that's yeah. helpful too it's a very good uh for whatever state your memory may or may not be in right now it's helpful for remembering that too so exactly. it's uh yeah it's fun yeah and i'm here uh, promoting jet tip my app and it, it's a good way for people who would come to an event like this to keep track of when cool airplanes will be at their airport so mm -hmm. I had to get my plug in there, so that's why no, that's no, what absolutely. I'm here doing too. Right. So, but it's not only this airport for this event. It's oh yeah, any airport it's, in the U.S. Yeah, right? it's any airport. Yep, it monitors pretty much all of the big airports in the United States and Canada. And if there's a cool equipment swap or a diversion or a special livery coming to your airport, it'll send you a message about it, so you can go out and see it for yourself. And that's uh, it's good, cheap entertainment. So yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. So. And people can go to jettip.net. Jettip.net is the place to learn all that and more about uh, Jettip, and it's on uh, both the Google and Apple store uh, app stores also. So there you have it. So cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I was able to get one of the Dorkfest Spot LAX checklists. Wow, the quantity of work that he puts into listing all of the aircraft. It's really interesting to sit there and watch the planes fly overhead and see everyone look at their card and put the tick box next to the next to the plane as it comes in. Yeah, it's 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 such a great thing. Nick is very fastidious. He's right on top of these things, and he's a great guy. We've talked about our friend Isaac Alexander, who runs a uh, group aviation nerd chat on Sunday nights that I've been taking part in for a long time. Nick sponsors that. He gives us the Zoom call, and we use his his Zoom information, and he's there all the time. And, and Nick and I tend to argue and disagree <laughs> outwardly, but when it comes down to it, we end up agreeing in the, at the end. But what a just a terrific, bright, nice guy. Well, that sounds like me and you. Except I'm not the bright, nice guy. No, you're that too. And we always <laughs> argue too, but we always, we, we have that argument, but it's like two brothers arguing. We start far apart and all of a sudden we realize we're saying the same thing. Oftentimes that happens. That's for sure. 
But, you know, the next person that you interviewed is Courtney Miller. And we owe him a debt of gratitude because Courtney Miller was the one that actually started the Airplane Geeks with Max Flight. And if it weren't for him, we probably wouldn't know each other. So why don't we hear what Courtney has to say? Courtney, welcome to the show. This is our annual get together, right? Our annual thing where you find me and you're like, hey, <laughs> Courtney. I'm like, what? And you say, say something smart. And then I proceed not to. Yeah, so. time for an interview. Yeah, Let's time go. for another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking before about how we need to get Max out here, right? I, how has he not been here? Because this is the event to be at. This is the event to be at, almost. If, if Max were here, then that would be the event. Okay. Right? Turkish. It's a Turkish 787 or A350, I couldn't tell. It's a 789, I think. Okay. You're the better plane spotter than I am. See, plane, here's the trick to plane spotting. You look at the airplane, and then you look at the other person you're standing next to. If they don't know what it is, you can make up any number as long as it starts with a 7 and ends with a 7. Just say it with confidence and people will believe you. Absolutely. You have started a podcast yourself. That's so you that's you, right. ab- you abandoned us at Airplane Geeks, but now you have your new podcast. Uh, I'm cheating on you, uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, on on the uh, more on the industry side uh, the time on wing podcast and we interview people from the industry so we spent an hour and a half with Darren Hulse from Boeing just talking about the podcast is called time on wing so it's really all about our individual time on wing as it as it were Um, more long form just getting to know some of the people in the industry Um, spent some time with Mark Streeter and Jamie Baker it was a lot of fun um, just, just some great, some great guys and whatever, just to hit record, talk to people, record the chaos that ensues, the tomfoolery, as and, I like to say. And it's really content about the aviation finance leasing business or just, again, everything with aviation. Yeah. So, well, so we just finished recording with Mike Switek. Uh, he is the... I don't know what he is now. Like he's he's the network planning guru that's been across the world, right? Latam, Avianca most recently. He's now, I think, strategic advisor to uh, the Abra Group on the uh, on the um, uh, kind of the, the holding company side. But you know, he's he's a pure airline guy, and I think what we found was so interesting is to find people. Ron Anderson from FedEx. Uh, we spent an hour and a half with him, just talking about just stories the stories of when he was at fedex buying 727s and getting rid of the the falcon 50s and mike switek talking about you know his time in the industry working with dave siegel and um you know the you know united back in you know the the 2000s and and i think we found that that's really just kind of interesting to focus on the people uh just put a mic in front of somebody and just listen to their stories. They have better stories than we do. Yeah, so it's really story time with Courtney then. It's story time with Courtney and Garrick. Uh, Garrick uh, Deshavan co-hosts with me. He's an appraiser in the business, but yeah, it's look, there are fascinating people all over this industry. Yep, absolutely. And they have some of the best stories. And it makes podcasting easy. You guys are doing hard stuff. You actually have to <laughs> ask interesting questions. 
all I do is be like, hey, say something cool. You know, like you did like you did to me. <laughs> right, yeah, just, hey, what about? And then, <laughs> you're learning, you're learning. <laughs> Let you talk for the next five minutes and it's good. So we're, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very different than, than what uh, Max and I did and ultimately with Dan, who Dan Webb is here, right, by yep. the way. And, um, and for the listeners, you said Dan's off the market now. Dan is off the market. Dan, not only is Dan off the market, Dan married up. And we verified this because we were skeptical. Uh, we wanted to know that she was a real person, a real human being. And she is. She's like a doctor of something. Yeah. She's wow. a PhD. Yeah. And then there's Dan. So, so <laughs> did you get an invite to the wedding? I did. I was at the wedding. In fact, it, several of us were at the wedding, and it was a it was a lot of fun. It absolutely was a lot of fun. But yeah, so Dan uh, Dan was married uh, in May of this year, so he's officially yeah. officially off the he's market. Off the market. Wow. <laughs> so he he is now officially grounded. He yeah, his wings have been clipped for sure. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to ask before. If people want to listen to your podcast, where do they go? I should probably know that. Uh, <laughs> It's really it's, helpful it's to everywhere. increase your listenership. Yeah, yeah, right. You really need to know the website. Yeah, uh, timeonwingpodcast.com. Uh, you know what I'm doing, too, is I'm putting them on YouTube, okay. which has been fun. Just it, It's just like watching a Zoom call, right? But it's, it's fascinating to just kind of watch the facial expressions, and you just, yeah, it's just more more immersive. So you'll you'll find us on, uh, on YouTube as well, but timeonwingpodcast.com. Spotify, Apple, all the all the usual suspects. Um, yeah, and throw it in. Get ready for some some long stories of legends in the in the uh, aviation business. That's for sure. Yeah, they're definitely the best ones, though. So, what what else could you ask for? Yeah, you just uh, look with my my big thing lately. You know, I spend a lot of time in data analytics, in artificial intelligence. We've been building machine learning models for forever, but since since ChatGPT kind of hit the scene this winter, and everybody's it's taken the world by storm, and everybody's so focused on automation and AI, uh, the real kind of value and authenticity is kind of taking a step back and just talking to the people. Mm -hmm. And People are, it seems since then, just more willing to share. And especially when you when you start talking about legacies. Well, I, I was just going to say, it's all, to me, it's always been about the story. It's all about the stories that people can tell. Absolutely. And it, it feels like every podcast, I always ask, it's never planned, but I always ask the question, okay, when's your book coming out? <laughs> right? Because they're amazing. They're just these amazing stories. Ron Anderson comes to mind just... You know, talking about flying down to Santiago, Chile, to put a bid in on some 727-100s that FedEx was flying, you know, back in the day. Or, um, you know, we, uh, who do we we talk to um, uh, from? Uh, well, Ryan McKenna, who started. Um, oh no, I'm blanking now. Um, Oh, this is terrible. He started a leasing company. Um, they're working with uh, the, the new Dominican carrier, just hearing those stories. Uh, there's just a lot of really interesting stories out there. And what's so fascinating for me is nobody's really thought often to ask their story. Like, hey, right. so what'd you do? Like, what do you mean what I do? What do you want me to say? Just tell me your story, man. Yeah. No, I absolutely understand what you're talking about. I was friends, had the privilege of working with a former 
uh, Flying Tiger 747 captain. Oh, nice. So freight from way back when. Um, I worked with another guy who was a sales rep for Lockheed for the L-1011 and just getting them on a podcast, having yeah. a recorder. I missed out on so many stories with these great individuals. Well, now we have this technology, right? Which you can't call it new media. I mean, Max and I started Airplane Geeks, I think it was 07, 08 maybe? Yeah, I, One of those two years, right? Yeah, I think so we've been was, saying 15 years Yeah, now, it's been so. 15 years, yeah. right? And we've been calling it new media that whole time, right? Right. Um, I mean, I think the iPhone had just come out, <laughs> to give you an idea, right? God, it feels so old saying that. Um, yeah. And now I'm recording this on an iPhone. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's not the original. That's that's a new one, one yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, oh, well, this is all Max's fault. I blame him. Yeah, so I think what we need to do before we get Max out here for next year's Cranky Dork Fest, we need to get you on the show. Well, oh, anytime, for sure. That's been a standing uh, offer. Anytime you, anytime you need me to say stupid things, I'm here for you. Oh, so you're saying we're dropping the ball by not inviting you? Uh, I'm saying I'm a lazy old <laughs> man that, yeah, there's a whole list of things I should be doing. This is on them. This is on that list, for sure. This is one of them. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for spending some time. And for those that don't know, yeah, Courtney and Max, 15 years ago, started Airplane Geeks podcast, and you were on episodes one through 50, like 75, 52. 52 something seems, like that. Yeah, seems like a number that that made sense. And now it's on what, like 3,700 and almost 800. That's insane. That's insane. Wow. Yeah, especially when I remember one of the original ones where you were talking about. Oh, if this makes it to episode 30, I'll be amazed. <laughs> yeah, and I was amazed, by the way. But I, I still tell the story. Uh, my favorite podcast of all time, and I don't know how Max pulled this off, but Alfred Kahn, um, and he's since passed away, but I think he was, he was in his 90s at the time. It was one of the early podcasts. It was so good. Just to hear him talk about, of course, he... He was the architect of deregulation, right? He right, was, yep. and just to hear him tell those stories again, it's all about those stories. And I wish, you know, I wish we would have gotten a book or, or something from that. But that, that probably planted the seed, you know, just to listen to what people had to say and just absorb weird aviation stories. Right. We're in podcasting, they get it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> well, cheers. Uh, so, uh, good. So we're on for same time next year, right? Yeah, same time next year. Awesome, perfect. If, I'll be there. if not sooner, unless if we forget. <laughs> and we talk about the quantity of podcasts that have started as a result of the Airplane Geeks. And now Courtney started another podcast, Time One Wing. There's one more that gets added to the box of podcasts that have been spawned from Airplane Geeks. Unbelievable how many have come from there, and uh, what a great group of podcasts they are as well. And I didn't know about the podcast before talking with Courtney this year, and I've been listening to some of the past episodes. Oh my gosh, are they having fun doing this show? A lot of really, really interesting aviation-specific information. They kind of get down in the weeds, but it's um, very consumable for non-aviation people to listen to. So I'd highly recommend people to go check out the Time One Wing podcast. 
another person you spoke with there is one of my top 10, maybe top five aviation journalists. And that's John Ostrauer. He runs the Air Current. He's written for all sorts of different newspapers. He's a brilliant guy, but he also loves the flight sim. Yeah, and he's created the Yawman Flight Simulator, and that's what we talked about. So let's have a listen to that. And here with John Ostrauer. John, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's so good to be back, as always. Yeah, and you are not only writing for Air Current, but you seem to be a little bit further along in your Yawman project. Yeah, we are extremely far along in Yawman. We are in the final stages. We are, we are entering. So we're so right now we're in pre full production manufacturing. Right. Um, our supply chain is ready. Our chips are ready. Our our wait. Pause for aviation. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for we it. We have a Southwest seven course at seven thirty seven. There you go. Those are two CFM fifty six seven B engines coming by us. John, clearly you know too much about this subject. You know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. So, actually, let's back up a little bit and tell people what Yaman actually oh, is. Oh, yeah. So, so Yaman is is a the fusion of, effectively, a... Think about flight simulator. You think about uh, a yoke that attaches to your desk. You think about throttle quad. You think about rudder pedals. We took all of those and we consolidated and combined them down into a handheld, effectively, like the size of an Xbox controller to fly to Xbox, a, Nintendo. Uh, so, uh, so, so, so coming out of the gate, we're, we're compatible with Android, tablets, and, and phones, uh, Mac OS, uh, so, uh, for, so for, for laptops, and Windows for, um, for particularly Microsoft Flight Simulator. Right. So it, pretty much you have control of every part of the aircraft, including autopilot, engine controls, uh, you, know, you have your uh, trim wheel, you have mechanically linked rudders, so you can do a proper crosswind landing and proper taxiing around an airport. Uh, it, and it is it is tremendously, tremendously functional and just it takes, again, an airplane and puts it in a handheld. So you can fly where you want if you have your laptop with you. I mean, I was I was on a train from, uh, where was it going? I was going from uh, Frankfurt to Paris right. over the summer on the way to the Paris Air Show. And I was flying circuits around uh, around Renton in a Cessna 172 with my laptop sitting there in, on, a, on a high-speed French train. Okay, fine, let's do it. This is awesome. So I we feel, we feel like we really unlocked the ability to to be a simmer anywhere you want. Right. And that's pretty exciting. <laughs> and not only will you do something like a Cessna, but you could do jets as oh well. Oh my god, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the quantity of aircraft is pretty oh, impressive. It's unlimited. It is I, we we have yet to find one that do, it doesn't work for. Right? And and so based on the profiles which we're which we're building right now. Wait, hold for airplanes. And it's another Southwest. Another Southwest 737 800. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So what we're doing, one of the really important things we're doing is, no one's ever done anything like this before for flight simulator. So what that really requires is us to think about making sure that people don't have to imagine how to use it. Mm -hmm. So we, I've spent the last 18 months uh, with uh, my partners coming up with profiles that fit the aircraft. And you know whether it's what's a uh, you know an auto trim Airbus uh, or a thumb switch trim controlled uh, Boeing you know 737 or you know or a Cessna 172 with just a trim wheel right, right? We, or or any airplane with just a, a thumb trim switch we have we've really been able to work within the within the flexibility of the controller to effect create a blank sheet of paper for us to make sure we have a 
a controller and a product that really delivers just a great experience across all different types of aircraft. And it's like, it just works. And no, no extra software, by the way. Right. Yeah. So just connect it with Plug Microsoft play. Flight Sim Plug or play. Flight X or... Yep, yep, X-Plane. Um, yep, sorry. yep, yep. And so uh, X-Plane, Infinite Flight on Android. Um, we, we've, got, we've got capability built in, built in there. We've been working with them. They've been a wonderful partner. Um, we're working with Microsoft right now on finalizing the release profile. So effectively, effectively when this you know lands on your doorstep, you'll be able to plug it in and go. There will be no no additional programming, no additional software to download, no calibration. It'll be ready to rock. So, so yeah. what what month are you planning on shipping? What month am I planning on shipping? Um, I am planning on shipping in a month um, that has the letter R in, in it. it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So not not soon enough. No. To... No. Well. Okay. Not not soon enough to give you a date. Um, but I, I, I will say I, um, we are aiming for far sooner than, than later. Okay. Yeah. And people could go find out about it at yawman.com. Yeah. Yawmanflight.com. Y-A-W-M-A-N-F-L-I-G-H-T.com. Do the one, one more time a yeah. little bit slower. Yeah, sure. Y-A-W-M-A-N-F-L-I-G-H-T.com or at Sporty's Pilot Shop. They're, okay, they're, gonna, they're carrying it as well for us. Um, they haven't gone on, on pre-sale yet, but it, if we do pre-sale, it will be an extremely quick pre-sale because um, we don't want people to keep people waiting any longer because we're yeah. really excited about this. But our, our, I can say explicitly our goal is uh, very much inside of, uh, inside of 2023 and very, very soon. I'm sorry, Ooh, that looks almost like a PSA cool. color scheme. Yeah, that's a cool one. That's <laughs> a, actually, I flew that one uh, down to Portland in June. The so that's Lansky the uh, yeah. So that's the uh, Horizon Air, um, the new E175 Legacy colors yeah. with, with the, with the uh, orange meatball. That was a it's very good, cool. it's a good looking airplane. Yeah. And then as far as air current goes, yeah. what uh, what's most recent fun story you oh, could man. talk about? You know, so um, I actually bounced down to LA a few weeks ago to visit Jet Zero. Okay. I spent the day with them. They're actually about a half an hour from here. Uh, they're down in Long Beach. And they are working on a blended wing body, right? Uh, airliner, and it was just before they, the Air Force announced they were going to give about a quarter billion dollars to the company to help with the development of a demonstrator. By the way, when you say demonstrator, people think kind of like 25 feet, pretty small. No, no, this is a this is like a piloted, full scale, full -scale size of a, like a 767 330 demonstrator blended wing body. It's going to be wow. an amazing thing to see, and so it was really amazing to spend the day with them and hear what they have for, for, for trying to break into this market. Because as you well know, trying to become a new aircraft entrant is really next to impossible. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're, just ask Bombardier and Mitsubishi and how, 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 that, how that goes. And so, or Boom, or, or, you know, look, Boom has a long road ahead of them, and no, no yep. doubt. And so, as you look at that, you, you look at the, what they're doing on product and sort of how to think about strategy and sort of understand all the forces at play. It's going to be, I think, um, probably the next four to five years in, in commercial aerospace are going to be maybe the most interesting since the 50s. I think that really has that potential. Wow. Yeah. That's a statement. It is. It is. But I really, I, I really believe it. You know, you've got Boeing doing the, the transonic truss brace wing uh, designed with NASA, which is like a, like a, like a if you took a, think of like a Cessna 172 and how its wings are braced. They're doing that, but with a jetliner with ultra slim mm -hmm. wings, and so you're gonna have. Uh, okay, hold for airplanes. And, and a Delta. Yep, Delta. Yep, yep. Delta uh, 800. Uh, so you've got 
you've got uh, these two sort of competing visions for what the future shape of aviation is going to be. And it's not traditional tube and wing for either of them, which right. is very exciting. And I think that, you know, who wins that debate and who has the capability, the strategy, the funds, the, the, the insight, the capital, all of the all of the partnerships, the strat like the stakeholders to do it is gonna be genuinely the most interesting five years we've seen in, in commercial aviation since nineteen fifty two. No, and you're going to be covering it all, so people That's can follow along with at AirCurrent. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. theaircurrent.com. T H E A I R C U R R E N T dot com. John, as always, you have a bunch of really cool stuff going on. Looking forward to interviewing once again. Yep, you bet, Brian. Thanks a million. Thanks. I can't wait for them to start shipping the Yawman Flight Simulator joystick controller. He had a sample there and feeling it in your hand. This thing is great. It's so nice. It's so comfortable. I could probably learn how to be a pilot with this thing. I have never flight simmed. I'm not into computer games, but I suspect that if John put it together, it's going to be exactly what you want. Yeah, I think so. Now, one of the other people that I got to interview was Kevin from Airline Videos Live. When I first met Kevin a few years ago, I thought what he was doing was one of the craziest things. He will come out to an airport and set up his video equipment, and all he does is film aircraft taking off and landing. And he has a YouTube channel where he's broadcasting. And it's just amazing to me how many people will sit through eight hours of him filming aircraft taking off and landing. It's just amazing to me. And he's even done a 24-hour stint as well. Let's hear what Kevin has to say. And I'm here with Kevin of Airline Videos Live. Kevin, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. What a great day here at Cranky Dork Fest 2023. Yeah, and you actually set up broadcasting live here at the event. Yes, we've been here, what, this is our third year here at the event. And the first year was kind of like we were off to the side. We didn't want to be in everyone's faces. And then last year we did this big, you know, we had a tent and we, you know, had a four camera shoot. and. And uh, now we're back, another four-camera shoot here today. And, and uh, what was great about today is we had the Lufthansa 747 flying over our head. That's the 800. So it's 747-8. 747-8 Intercontinental. Of course, you know, everyone just... I think now that the Queen has landed, everyone's going to be now <laughs> scooting on out of here. But, yeah, I mean, we what a great day of broadcasting. We were able to actually uh, broadcast the the drawing live here today, which is okay. kind of fun. Of course, everyone wa watching all around the world, it's kind of like, I wish I was on? there. I wish I could, you know, be part of the raffle. But um, yeah, it's it's great to be able to broadcast, you know, this experience out to the world. Because I think a lot of people, uh, still, one of the bit most asked questions is, what is Cranky Dork Fest and what exactly do you do, right? Right, yep. So, you know, we had Brett Schneider on, on the show today to kind of explain that basically what you're seeing is really what it's all about. Just coming out here, watching the planes, talking to your friends, mingling, a little prize drawing, and then you just kind of and make your way. Don't forget In-N-Out Burger. In and Getting some yes, burgers and as been, well. And I was looking at the uh, the line for the In-N-Out Burger. I told everyone, if you're not in there by noon, the line's gonna be out the door. And of course the line was out the door. So if you're smart, you get here, you get your food, and then you come over here and eat it. And then, you know, participate in, in the, uh, the fun here. Now, but speaking of things that last a long time, your shows are generally a few hours in length. You've recorded a few hours this time, but I've heard that you actually did a 24-hour event. Yes. 
Yes, we do. It's a now an annual thing okay. in June of every year. We just did, that was our second year doing 24 hours. Um, and you know what, it's, it, the amazing thing is, it's almost one of the most asked questions since we've done the show in June is when is the next 24 hours? And then every time I'm up there, even last night, you know, people think that we're, you know, the Nighthawk comes out, which is our nighttime camera. People think this is going to be another 24 hours, right? And I'm thinking, not in your life. No way. I mean, that <laughs> really, it, it takes a lot out of you to do that 24 hours. And I'm up for 24 hours plus because I'm up early, getting the equipment ready, putting it all together, and then you got to tear it down after the 24 so you're looking at almost over 30 hours of continuous like working working so yeah. it takes a toll on you now explain to the listeners for those that might not know what is airline videos like well originally airline videos was just 4k video you know i was working in tv news for the longest time and i needed a creative creative outlet which was to come out here my love of aviation so i would come out here and do some 4k videos and then a year went by and there was some new software that came out. And with my, my TV news background, I was like, oh, I looked at this software. I was like, oh, I, so wait, you're telling me I can kind of create a, a TV show live, you know, with graphics and animation and stuff like that. I said, oh, that's interesting. It takes it to the next level. So I actually came out here over two years ago, right to where we're standing right now, outside the In-N-Out Burger, and started doing the live broadcast. And I gotta tell you, that is not what I wanted the, the way the channel to work out. I, my intention was not to do the live stream thing. Right. But people started tuning in, people started supporting the channel, and I was like, well, I guess this is what people want, so that what was the direction to we took. And here we are over two years later, you know, and people are watching it all around the world, getting a lot of press coverage this year. CBS News came out, you know, did a, a, a story about this. So, you know, I think for the longest time, people in the general public that aren't in the aviation or airplanes probably don't understand what plane spotting is. And I think this show has brought that to the mainstream, you know, eyeballs out there. People right. that really had no idea this existed. And maybe they, you know, stayed around and, and find an interest in it. So now, what's one of the most fun airports outside of LAX that you've broadcast the show from? No doubt, Alaska, Anchorage, Anchorage. Uh, you know, so all it's the cargo just, aircraft. All the cargo. Yeah, it's just amazing. You know, we saw DC three and a DC six. That DC three was seventy nine years of age. Wow. Seventy nine, still going strong up there. I mean, you're just gonna, you're not gonna see that anywhere else up there in Anchorage. Plus all the Queen action, the 747 action. Um, and you're, you know, you're pretty close to all the action as well up there. You just gotta watch out for the moose and the bears because <laughs> they're off in the corner watching you and you gotta watch for them. So um, we saw a few moose, right. you know, along driving back to the hotel a few days, but nothing, you know, nothing bother, bothered us. But I, I gotta say, Anchorage was probably the top place that we've been to this summer that's the place by, to be, huh? by far yes and you know what i think the audience liked it too because everyone always talks about that you know we the last place we were at was chicago not really too many people are remembering chicago we were in uh, i was in dulles uh, uh national up there in dc i was in boston um we've got it the dallas phoenix you know we've gone everywhere but everyone's always talking about anchorage 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 have you done any international not yet. yet. I was waiting for my passport to get renewed, and it finally came within four weeks. So I've okay. got the passport already. 
Um, you know, another aspect to the channel that we launched this year are our behind-the-scenes tours. Uh, we did a behind-the-scenes with United here at LAX, you know, showing all their operations behind right. the scenes. Yep. We just did another uh, behind-the-scenes tour with Qantas and their LAX operations with their freight and their the A380 hangar and whatnot. Uh, we just did another behind-the-scenes tour of the new Westgates here at LAX, uh, touring the uh, city tower, which is on top of the new terminal. So, we're, you know, the live streams are always looking at the airport from the outside in, and we like to be able to show you what goes on in the inside, because we all know an airport is like a city within a city. Yep, absolutely. Um, so that's just another aspect the channel is going. So. We've got a lot of those. Uh, you know, we've got a video launching uh, on Wednesday, which we shot right before we went to Chicago, the inaugural flight with Northern Pacific Airways on their 757 from Ontario to um, Las Vegas. Uh, we get to take, you know, our, our audience on, on, you know, exciting adventures like that. So, right, you know, super cool. I always say the world is our oyster at this point. You know, aviation is everywhere. And then, there are multiple spots here at LAX to go plane spotting. Where do you prefer? What's your most favorite spot? My favorite spot is by far where we do our big Sunday show, which is the Imperial Hill. Um, Clutters Park over there on the south side. You know, it's just that obviously is the best place to capture departure shots, video and photos, you know, there at the park. But the great thing about that location is that it's a well-known park, known all around the world, and, and plane spotters from all over come there with families and whatnot. And it's just this good sense of community, kind of like what we see here at Cranky Dork Fest. A lot right. of people coming together. That's the kind of vibe that you get at Imperial Hill on any given day that you're out there. I mean, obviously, the weekends are busier than during the week. But um, Imperial Hill, by far, just because of the community that comes together out there, um, and of course you can get some great shots. I mean, there's there's great places, you know, all around LAX. I mean, we're up at the H Hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's that's a pretty exclusive spot for us. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to find that in any other live stream. It's a great spot up there. But I'll be honest with you, especially we have two locations at the H, one on the 13th floor and one on the 12th floor. 12th floor is where, you know, it's an open patio. 13th floor, great spot, but it's me and, the, and me and the world up there. I mean, basically, it's me. So it gets a little lonely up there. Right. And that's the one thing I like about Imperial Hill is, like, I could be out there. Even if I'm by myself that day, I've still got all the other plane spotters you can talk to and, you know, interact with. Um, so, yeah, so yeah. it adds a little more personality to the yeah, show. I think so. It's kind of like Cranky Dork Fest every day you're out there on the south side. So. Super cool. So where can people go to check out the videos that you're shooting? Our main channel is on YouTube at Airline Videos. It's just Airline Videos on YouTube. That's, the that's where you're going to find the live streams. Um, we're on all kinds of other social media, but if, if you want to tune into the live streams, it's only on YouTube. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter, the new X, or Facebook, or Instagram, uh, any of those, we're always going to have the links directing you toward YouTube, and we post, you know, some other 4K videos and whatnot, but if you want to check out the live streams, YouTube is is the place to be. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, thank you so yeah, much for being you. on the show. Appreciate yeah, thank it. thank you so much. Thank you. He is so dedicated. I can't believe how much time he's spending at airports and how it all started. And I can't believe he's got so many viewers. It's un unreal. Yep, it truly, truly is.
Now, one of the other people that I got to talk with and people, again, familiar with the Airplane Geeks podcast have heard from Jason Rabinowitz, and he spends most of his time focusing on the passenger experience, and he writes for Mary Kirby's Runway Girl Network. So let's hear what Jason has to say about some unusual flights that he's been on lately. And I have come across Jason Rabinowitz. Those people familiar with Airplane Geeks podcast have certainly heard his name on the show. Welcome. Thank you. It's been a while, but happy to be back with you. Yeah, I guess we need to get you on as a full-time guest again and not one of these little crazy interviews. Yeah, you know where to find me, but this is uh, what could be better. I'm not sitting behind my microphone at a desk. I'm at LAX here with you right now, and there's actual airplanes here. <laughs> so this is much preferred to my desk. Yeah, we're going to hear one in uh, about a minute. Yeah, this interview took a little longer to set up than usual because airplanes keep flying overhead and, you know, it's an Air France A350. Like, we have to stop what we're doing and look at it. We can't can't just continue with our day until we look at that. Since you've been on the Airplane Geeks last, what fun articles have you written? I primarily these days really just write up flight reviews of my flights. And I've been very fortunate recently to fly some very nice aircraft like Air France's new uh, business class on their 777, their A220, um, and then some less fortunate flying like United CRJs and things like that. Oh, and yeah. that, that's, uh, that's primarily what I write up these days is just flight reviews on my business travel. That's not dead air. That's when we're looking at the airplane. That was a uh, probably a Delta Compass E-175, I think. Yep. That's what I, we're here for. Yep, exactly. It's time to spot them all. That's right. So what's been the most unique aircraft that you've flown recently? Flown recently? It's not... I haven't yet flown it. This is coming up next week, but I'm flying on Tailwind's Air, uh, Tailwind Air's Cessna Seaplane. I think it's a 208 seaplane that goes from the East River of Manhattan on, uh, I think the, I had a code's NYS up to the Boston Harbor right outside the airport. And I haven't done it yet, but I'm really excited about it and keeping my fingers crossed for good weather on that one because I really don't want to take Amtrak. And in October, I'm actually going to be in New York and trying to do the same thing. Do it. I, I highly recommend it. I'm really trying to get their flight down to Dulles too because... What could be, I go down to Dulles a lot for work and I usually take like a, maybe if I'm lucky I get an E-175 and if I can show up to work on a, a seat, an aircraft that took off from the East River and landed at Dulles at my destination, that would be a real coup for me. Oh, so they're not landing on the Potomac? Unfortunately not. We thought they would uh, when they first announced the service, but it turns out landing on the Potomac would be quite a challenging security feat for them to pull right, off. Right, exactly, but, exactly but still a lot of fun, though. I would be the first passenger <laughs> to sign up for that flight if they pull it off. So as far as interiors go, or IFE, anything neat, new, exciting, something that you're looking forward to there? Um, so I flew United out here on Economy on a 757, and... and I was really impressed by it. The, the amount of content they had. Sorry, it's another airplane. We, we got to look. A319, A320. It's hard to tell it from this angle when they're tell right by overhead. the windows. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed my flight on United. It's weird to say that. But uh, the content was really good. They had a ton of movies. They had this awesome relax mode where you just push a button and it plays like soothing music and videos and it really helps during a four hour ground delay at Newark. (laughs) Really helped me find my zen in a really bad travel day. But that was fun. 
I actually got to fly on uh, Northern Pacific, and I guess now oh. rebranded New Pacific. New Pacific Airways or Airlines, I think. They, they changed everything. Uh, looking forward to their new, new livery, I guess. Are they actually going to, I guess they're, they, they're yeah, going they to have, have to repaint yeah. the plane. Yeah, they can keep the Pacific part and just do the end, but then the spacing will be off. Yeah. But I was actually surprised with the seats on that aircraft, how comfortable they were. Well, you can thank U.S. Airways for that. Uh, those aircraft come by way of American Airlines, formerly U.S. Airways. So uh, thanks, Cactus. Yeah, but it was a brand new interior, though, or at least new covers on New them. covers on the but seats, the, but the but base the cushions, seats. But the cushions were yeah, they, they were may, well. They may have plumped them up, made them nice yeah. uh, made them nice and comfortable. But yeah, looking forward to flying Northern Pacific, but to Asia, not to Las Vegas yes, and Ontario. <laughs> so really keeping my fingers crossed that they, they are the new Iceland air of the Pacific. Yep, absolutely. So anything else? going on that the listeners should know about? Uh, no, I'm just happy to be here at Cranky Dorkfest. I missed out last year, unfortunately, so I, I haven't seen a lot of the people here in a couple years. And uh, if you're on the fence about coming to this event, get off the fence and come out next year and meet us all down here in person. Yeah, trying to get Max and Micah and the rest of the crew to come down here. Yeah, we need, some, we need to it, host right? an actual podcast out here, not just a remote dispatch. We need the whole gang. Come yeah. on out. Exactly. I'll see what I could do. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the name Jason Rabinowitz, you may know him by reputation. I believe even David Letterman mentioned something about him back when he was on the air because Jason did an interview. I believe it was on CNN, but if not CNN, one of the major networks, and he did it from his bedroom with his unmade bed behind him. <laughs> oh, that's that's something to be known for. Sheesh. He's never lived it down, and I don't think he ever will. Yeah, I, I wish I knew that. I would have mentioned that during the interview with him. But I think one of the things that really surprised me is he was speaking nice about the United IFE. And I guess it's a good thing that he liked it because having to deal with a four-hour ground delay at Newark, sheesh, I need something to entertain me through that. Yeah, and when you follow Jason on Twitter, you'll see he doesn't really speak nice about a lot of things. So he must have really liked it. Yeah, well, as as we said, United's taking care of people in the air. It's the ground service we have an issue with. That's true. But, you know, speaking of not liking a lot of things, we've got the founder and the crankiest <laughs> of the cranky people around as our last interview. It's good old cranky Brett Snyder from Cranky Concierge and the Cranky Flyer and former guest here on The Journey is Reward and also many times on the Airplane Geeks. And the whole reason why this weekend came about. So let's give a listen to what Cranky had to say. Brett, everything cranky. Yeah. Another successful dork fest. Well I'd done. say so. Thank you. Yeah. We had, I don't know what we had. We had a lot of people. That's all I know. <laughs> well, through the tickets, through the giveaway, it looked yeah. like there was about 400 tickets. Yeah. So. Probably about that. Probably about that. We got to look. We we'll, we can see like what the last number we gave out was, and I keep what the first one was, and I'll look at it. But, right. um, but I don't actually know offhand. So, but yeah, ton of people. Ton of good prizes from some airlines and stuff that were really neat. Yeah, and, some round trip uh, tickets. I was upset I didn't win any of them. But, yeah, you know, some really good models. That that uh, the Alaska got Kwani one, the salmon people. And, um, and speaking of Alaska, speaking was, of Alaska, Alaska, well, it was Sky West, but I'll give it to you. Uh, <laughs> Alaska livery. Fair enough. Uh, and then the Southwest Imua 1 was, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, some really good ones. 
Yeah, and a couple airlines came through with some round-trip tickets as well, so that was really nice. Yeah, we had, let's see, uh, JetBlue, Spirit, and Alaska had uh, round-trip tickets to give away, which was... People always like that too, although I think in a place like this, I think the bigger ooze are on the models. And I was surprised at that as well. Or uh, United doing the behind the scenes hub tour, that was cool. I was I was hoping that you were going to do that, and on my number, the last two numbers were transposed. Oh. So I think it was 68, mine was 86. Was 86. Oh, yeah. So close yet so far, <laughs> I know. We yeah. can't rig it. I did have one little kid come up to me at the end like, why didn't you pick my number? It's like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, it just happens that way. But speaking of getting picked for some special things, I was actually selected for the uh, pre-Dorkfest event over at the Flight Path Museum. Yeah, that was really uh, well done. So I talked to Lawa, to LAX, about it because they had done... Uh, in 2019, we did that where it was a little visit there and then the airfield tour. And they said the airfield tour is complicated, but frankly, the airfield tour is not nearly as good anyway as just standing out there uh, on the ramp. And they set it up with tents and chairs and tables and they had donuts and water. And, and a DJ. And a DJ. They, I, you know, they really went all out. I thought that was awesome uh, that they put that together and it was great way to spend the morning uh, doing that on the other side of the runways before coming over here. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was an awful lot of fun being over there. So I know you didn't show any favoritism, but I was super happy I won that. There was a, it was a random number drawing, just put it in the spreadsheet and did the random number. And unfortunately, we had to limit it to 100 this year, which um, originally it was going to be 50, but they were able to get it to 100. And now after they saw how this went, I feel like assuming we do it in future years, they'll be able to open it up even more. So yeah, nice. Um, so that's good. So hopefully more people get to do that. This is sort of like a day of reunion here, right? Some people yeah. that you don't see for a year and they all show up. Uh, it really is. And it's not just for me, right? I mean, you see a ton of people that just are used to seeing people here once a year. Um, and it's a great setting. And as usual, the weather is great. I mean, it's a little warmer than normal, but there's a great breeze and plenty of shade. And it's just a nice day to hang out, talk to people you haven't seen in a while and, and catch up. And then when you combine it with uh, the Spot LAX stuff that the N NYC Aviation guys are doing, I mean, you have a whole weekend that you can spend seeing people that you don't get to see too often. And, it's really just a lot of fun to be able to do that once a year. Right, and the guys also broadcasting live? Yeah, the airline videos guys. Um, I think the first time they did that was maybe three years ago. Um, I mean, they've obviously exploded in popularity. People love watching LAX or if they take it on the road, but um, they do a great job on YouTube for airline videos live. And, uh, you know, they had said, hey, is it cool if we set up? I said, of course. And, you know, them having a speaker there made it easier for the raffle as well to be able yeah, to announce that. your voice a little bit. Well, I mean, I've been yelled at in past years, so it was nice to have the speaker. Uh, but, yeah, they, they're they a great addition to this. And I think, you know, I'm really glad to have them as part of the L.A. Avgeek scene. Is there anything else cranky going on that we should know about? Same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, I Cranky Network Weekly, uh, you know, is, is kind of where we've been focusing. We got the Cranky Network Awards coming up uh, oh, right. February 22nd in yeah, Oakland. That's right. We do that February 22nd in Oakland. So that's for the network planning teams. And um, yeah, it's great.
Good deal. Well, Brett, thank you so much for putting on the event and look forward to seeing you next year. Yeah, thanks for coming again and we'll do it again next year. Gotta love Brett. What a terrific guy. Yeah, he is. And the fact that just asking a few people to show up because you have a love of aircraft and a love of In-N-Out Burgers, to see it really start off with just a few people and to have well over 400 aviation enthusiasts show up, it's really amazing to see how this has grown. Yeah, it just started off only really a few years ago when it was a half a dozen folks sitting at the picnic table in the park, eating a burger and watching airplanes. And now it's this huge event that's talked about internationally and gets on the national news. I'm so proud of Brett for putting it together. And speaking of international, I came across some people from England that flew in specifically for this event. And in years gone by, there are people from Australia that have flown in from New Zealand. So yeah, it's it's really amazing. And some of the gifts that he has for the giveaway are pretty good as well. So I believe it was Spirit, JetBlue, and American gave away two round-trip tickets, which was a very generous gift. Wow. Yeah, Brett does a great job putting this thing together. And I guess there was a museum tour as well that you got a chance to take part in. Yeah, that was a invite-only event. You had to sign up for it. Brett put all the names in a spreadsheet and randomly chose 75 people, and I was fortunate enough to be picked as one of them. And we went to the Flight Path Museum, where they have an incredible collection of flight attendant uniforms. And we were out on the ramp and got to see aircraft take off and land. LAX World Airports were there. They provided Randy's Donuts, and they had coffee and water and water bottles and challenge coins. Just the the quantity of support that the airport showed to Brett and all of us was really amazing. It was really, really nice. Sounds like a really good time. Sorry I missed it. It was. If people enjoyed this show and any of our past shows, how can they support us? The best way for them to support us is to go to their podcast player of choice and give us a five-star review. It really helps people find the show. If they have something nice to say, we'd love to hear it in the comments. And if you don't have anything nice to say, just send it to us at IamReallyOffended at Yahoo.com. Yes, it's a real email address. And yes, we really look at it. And yes, we've got an email there. But but it was good email from our friend Nick Codley. Yeah, he was the most recent one to write into that address. Another way people can support us is they could go to thejourneyistthereward.org, click on the Donate tab, and make a contribution in the financial sense. And that helps offset all the expenses that we have with the web hosting, media hosting, the recording software, all the stuff that really we have to put in to make the show. And remember, we will podcast for Plus Points. And this is a great time to donate Plus Points because you're getting to the point in the year where if you're not going to use them, they're going to expire. Don't let them expire. Let Brian use them. He can definitely use them. He's flying all over. And in fact, the next trip is where? My next trip, I'm going to Hamburg, Germany. To meet your mom. Yeah, she gets off her 200th cruise. I'm going to be meeting with mom. That's great. And, you know, it just amazes me. Normally, you could just fly to Tampa to meet her. But no, let's double that trip and meet her in Hamburg. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's more like quintupling it to get to Hamburg. But that's okay. You'll find a good hamburger. Ah, oh, let's hope. Let's hope. So if people want to get a hold of us, besides I am really offended at yahoo.com, what are the other ways? Oh, they could reach us at Brian at thejourneyistthereward.org. And listener Lou does the social media for me. So the Twitter account 
or X account is TJIT Reward. Instagram is Brian Global Traveler. Facebook is Brian The Journey is the Reward. And Micah, where can people get a hold of you on Twitter or X or Zitter? Zitter. It's got to be X. And, you know, again, Zitter just seems to make sense to me. But I'm on Zitter as Maine Fly. That's Maine like the state of Maine. M-A-I-N-E Fly like Brian is going to fly to Hamburg at Maine Fly on Twitter. Yeah. And then that way I'll get my mileage up a little bit because right now I'm sitting at 3,019,543 miles, which means I only have 980,457 miles to go for my 4 million lifetime global services status. And Brian is going to up his miles and we think you should up yours. <laughs> oh, Micah, I think it's time to close this episode. Well, from Portland, Maine, this is your main man, Micah. And this is your global traveler, Brian. Fly safely. And this is Naz and Meridian Leeward. Breeze, which has pretty much close to an all A320 Breeze Airlines, which pretty much has close to an all A220. Damn, I just forgot the Bombardier C-Series. Breeze, which pretty much has close to an all A220 or Bombardier C-Series fleet, is now just announced. Jesus. <laughs> has just hey, hey, you sounded good to me. <laughs> Now, when does your mom come back from? Uh... She comes back on the 23rd, I think. Okay. Then you're going to meet her there. Yeah, I'm going to meet her there. And that's my brother Rick calling me. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying to be a carpenter and you picked up your hammer and saw. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that's a really bad joke. <laughs> Talk to you later. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Now I oh, definitely have a project to do when I'm in Germany. So, Great. Yeah, Something thank, to do yeah, on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> talk to you later. Yeah. Besides drink and talk to, maybe this will keep me from drinking so much on the plane. So oh, that's this, a good idea. Yeah. This could work as a benefit. I found a website I need to send to you where you could track ships. So I'm stalking my mother as she's, oh. as she's crossing the Atlantic. Eric says, hello. He was up here. Oh, yeah. uh, we got together on Sunday. He and uh, his wife and my friend, Laura. And, uh, and he gave Bella a hug for me, hopefully. I did. We had Pims and Lemonade. I, I have an oh. injury to prove it. When I'm with my mom, I'm hoping, and I'll send you a text message, and if you're available, it'd be fun to actually do a Zoom call and record with my mom. I would love that. So if, I would love that. I'm going to do the tour of the Airbus factory. Oh, great. Yeah, so I'm getting together with listener Hendrick, and we're going to do that. Uh -huh.